Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez, and today we are going to get into yet another NIU victory. We get back to even on the season. We're back at four, or I shouldn't say we're back at four and four, but we're back at 500 with a record of four and four. It was a hard way win. It was a junkyard win. It was a white knuckle affair. A very close game all the way up until the end of it. But we got uh, a trademark Coach Hammock touchdown drive that was capped off by a one-yard run by Rocky to seal the deal and win the game 20-13. to That final drive, they had to have taken like eight and a half minutes off the clock. It was poetry in motion. Uh, it was converting on some fourth and third downs. It's everything you could possibly imagine at that point in the game. And again, the team finds a way to get the job done and we're back to four and four. And I, I'd be curious to go back and listen to how I started our shows when we were at one and three and one and four. Uh, it's probably not the same level of enthusiasm, but I think even in the games that, yeah, we didn't play our best on Saturday, right? Like the offense, uh, they couldn't finish off drives. We needed quite a few kicks from Cannon Waddell again, and he came He came to play, and Tom Foley came to play as well. He just got named Max Special Teams Player of the Week. A 79-yard absolute missile. Uh, both punters in the game were actually doing a good job. Uh, and I don't know the punter's name for Eastern Michigan, but I know, I know Tom because Tom does a great job every week. But, yeah, it was uh, the matching game with bad weather and bad wind. The wind tunnels down on the field were horrible. Uh, Neither quarterback threw for 200 yards and neither offense went for 300 total yards. It was just really a white knuckle affair, just a disgusting, gross game. I I, I don't know what the over under was, but it couldn't have hit. Uh, Yeah. The over under was 43 and a half and we were favored by 11 and a half. So I did not hit either of those numbers, but the most important number in my eye uh, is they won the turnover margin again and the defensive backs and the defensive line and the linebackers and just fuck it, man. Everyone in that room, the coaches, the, the goddamn video staff, I don't care. The defense is the real deal. And they keep us in every game that we play. And we saw some good things. Trayvon had uh, 55 yards, seven catches on offense and Williams had seven carries for 80 yards. But what the defense is doing on a week-in and week-out basis cannot be denied. Uh, Cyrus McGarrell had an interception this week. And then Devontae O'Malley with an interception to seal the, seal the game. Just an absolutely crazy play, and Vito comes down with the pick. So, uh, and, I, and I saw him in the Chessick after, uh, just the fans showing him some love, all that, and uh, – it's really th- those are the kind of stories, right? Like that you really, really root for because you know Devonte when he got here uh, was a was a walk on, and it's a very crowded defensive line room. He's carved a path, and when you know when James Astor leaves, the keys to that room and, and to that Ferrari of a <laughs> of a unit are going to get handed to Devonte O'Malley, and it's just great to see these guys. You know Ray Thomas, uh, Devonte, James. Kate Haberman, all these guys on the defensive line ball out, creating the pressure. And then on the back end, we're getting interceptions week in and week out. 
my only gripe or complaint from the game on Saturday was the Nate Volcarcel targeting. I, I just, I hate the way this game has turned. Uh, there was no helmet to helmet contact. It didn't really seem malicious or, or really anything like that. That's just how the kid plays. And now you, you lose him for the whole second half last week. And then we will lose him for the second or the first half of central Michigan which is on Halloween. So we actually are in a break in our schedule. I won't say we're in a break in our coverage, obviously, because we have the recap here for you uh, today. And then today is Monday morning as usual. So you'll you'll be able to hear it once I edit it down after this. And then Tuesday I'll do the post, so you'll see it Tuesday morning. But the press conferences, since the games are on Tuesday now, uh, will be moved to Fridays. So – no show tomorrow at or no show Tuesday night uh, for the Rocky Lombardi show because the action started. Uh, we will get back over there during the postseason, whether it be for a, a MAC championship episode or a bowl game episode, give you guys one more show. And uh, yeah, I mean, it'll go down to two shows a week until then. Uh, we'll get one more at the end of the year, one more live show. So hopefully we can pack the house for that. But yeah, we'll do the previews. We'll will come out over the weekend as weird as that is, or, or to be honest, like for example, this Friday uh, I'll go to the press conference and honestly, I might just fire them off Friday, like before people get off work. Cause I have time. I usually just go to the library to edit and do stuff in between the time that I would be like out there before the Rocky Lombardi show. But uh, Friday I have high school football playoffs that I have to cover uh, out in Rochelle so I'm just going to be into Cal all day. So you know what? Uh, for now, as long as I still got Fridays out there, uh, the episodes on will come out for the pregame Friday, and then the match and post games uh, will be out Wednesdays, again the day after. So Friday mid afternoon will be the release date for previews, and then Wednesday. Uh, early morning afternoon will be the the post games but back to this game i mean even in the press conference like the press conference after seeing coach hammock down on the sideline just seeing the guys having fun with it again the laughs the jokes uh the embraces from their family all that stuff like these are the reasons why you love college football and uh especially for me like i love i was never really like I was never really like Mr. School Spirit at any of the high schools that I went to or schools that I played at. Like I just, I played for the team and I played for my brothers, but uh, to see the school that, you know, you went to for four, maybe five years. I don't even remember how many it was, but I was there for a while, lived there for four of them uh, to see them go through the trials and tribulations and the adversity that they have this season to where they were one in four. And, you know, the season was a, uh, about to get away from us to now the three and one in conference play. Uh, they're one game behind Toledo Ohio or Miami of Ohio almost got it done. They ended up losing 21 to seven on uh Saturday, but you know, we're only one game behind Toledo. We would probably need them to lose two and run the table, but we've seen crazier things in this conference. Right. And let's see here. We got four games left. So we're four and four final third of the season. We could win them all. We could finish this season at eight and four. That'd be sick. I would love nothing more than for this team to just continue to reel off wins. And I mean, 
it all really started in that second half of the Toledo game. And since then, they've just been on a roll. Like I said at the beginning of the show, this wasn't our best game. Uh, A lot of penalties, too. 10 for 85 on us and 7 for 78 going the other way. So almost 200 yards in in penalties. But uh, Coach Hambick did mention in the press conference after the game that, and I've said this, too, on the show before, that they always get a ref report. Like, what are they – what are they prone to call more? What do they not call so much of? And and just like their ranking as far as the amount of um, penalties they call throughout the course of the game. And they saw the report. They knew it was going to be a high penalized day, and it ended up being that type of day. They were able to overcome that. They were clean with the football, no fumbles, no picks. And again, plus two on the turnover margin, which – I don't have like a running turnover margin uh, for us at this point of the season, but I can only imagine uh, it's plus a lot, plus a thousand, if you will. (laughs) But uh, it just, it feels really good to be at this point in the season uh, with everything still to play for. And nobody wants to play us right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we are playing the, not, I wouldn't say the best football we're capable of, but we're hot. We're definitely hot. One week, one, lost four in a row, and we're on a three-game winning streak. And after this, uh, we travel to Central Michigan on Halloween, host Ball State on the 7th of November, and then senior night uh, is the 14th against Western Michigan. And then we'll have another weird 10-day or so break uh, in between those games, uh, between that game against Western Michigan and against Kent State. But I think uh, it's it's a – a weird break, but a much needed break and a, a time for like coach Hammock said in the press conference time for players to uh, get back with their families, lock in school wise, lock in with the injuries and, and the rehab process and, and just get locked in for the third phase of our season, right? There's 12 games. You have three different phases, the non-conference, the first four after that, which are all conference. And then the last four, which is the final stretch running conference play. You got senior night, you got a bunch, you got three matching games, and you got one more Saturday game uh, on the road against possibly the worst team in the conference. So the toughest game left on the schedule, in my opinion, it's going to be Central Michigan, and that's the the away game that we play next. Uh, it's going to be a lot tougher uh, without Nate Valcarcel out there, and then, well, at least in the first half. But you got to think about it like this, right? Like he plays his last snap in the third quarter, against Eastern Michigan out there on Saturday, and then he won't get to play again until the second half. So a long break for him. I expect him to make some noise on the second half of that game. But hats off to uh, Gavin Williams for coming in for an injured Ontario Brown, uh, who we found out uh, just through tweets and people talking from the broadcast that he would not be able to return to the game on Saturday. So hopefully uh, just for guys like him, right, Ontario Brown, huge part of our offense hoping that this 10-day period gives him the rest necessary uh, that he can get back in the lineup. And then, two out there on Saturday, I know he didn't play, but I saw Logan Chernitz in full uniform, which is great to see. Love the way that he plays football. We need another mauling presence in that def- or in that offensive line uh, to push us through this final stretch of the season. He's had a lot of injuries on the offensive line, uh, and for periods of the game uh, out there on Saturday – Eastern Michigan was winning the battle up front. I know I was tweeting it. It was definitely on my mind. We were talking about it up in the press box. But um, for periods of the game, there was times where 
where our offensive line didn't really have a push and our defensive line was getting pushed back into the laps of the linebackers. But that's going to happen throughout the course of the game. I think the way they answered uh, was phenomenal. And another team uh, that they held under 20 points. The beautiful part about uh, this game is that it was played a majority through the 20s, like just 20 to 20, not a lot of red zone opportunities. Our two touchdowns are both rushing touchdowns, one from Rocky and one from Ontario Brown before uh, he went down with the injury. But yeah, like his numbers before that. So he had a 19 yarder, but he only had 10 carries for 26 yards. And then he had a touchdown. So it wasn't like a terrible day. Like he's able to score. Not the best day, obviously, like considering we got 280 from him a few weeks ago, but he looked like he was playing uh, hobbled and we hope that he can come back uh, healthy for the final stretch of the season. Shout out to Christian Nash, Christian Nash, freshman running back who coach Hammett called on, on that fourth and one uh, on that final drive of the game, right around midfield, but really, really not a really, really ballsy call by coach Hammock. But you know, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. He said in the presser after the game, uh, you have over 60%, I think close to 70% chance to convert it. At that point in the game, he said we were trying to win the football game. We went out there and we got it done. And that play uh, was the springboard for the rest of the drive, which later in that drive, uh, Grayson Barnes made catch of the afternoon, maybe the catch of the season, but most definitely the catch of that game. 26-yarder uh, over the middle in very tight coverage, tight window, great pass by Rocky, great catch by Grayson, and just a huge moment uh, for momentum at that time in the game. And it, it was apparent once we got that late Gavin Williams run that set us up, uh, it was a 34-yard run from Gavin to set us up down there on the two-yard line that we were – it was good that he didn't score there actually, right? So Coach Hammock, uh, at that point, you know, Utilize a couple couple victory formations. And then on third down, uh, after Eastern had used all their timeouts, it was really like, well, what what do we do now? Do we do we wait and do we kick a field goal or do you go and try and score a touchdown? And what happened next was I think it's similar to week one, man. So uh backtrack just a little bit, but the I wouldn't say promotion, but the um, the theme for the game was cancer awareness. And they all wore different causes on their helmets. But on Tuesday night after the show, uh, I, I asked Rocky to do me one favor. And as you guys all know, uh, my mom, my mom's favorite player on the team and to come see the shows was Rocky. And um, I did lose my mom to cancer in July. And I just, I asked one, one thing, of him, and I, I don't know uh, where he would put it or, or uh, where he would write it, maybe on his cleats or on his wristband. But uh, for, for the game on Saturday, he wrote Mama G on his, on his, you know, his call band with all his play calls on it. And uh, he went out there and scored the game winning touchdown. And I don't think that that was by accident. Uh, that was a moment that, um, I don't know, man. Like, I know I've been getting more in touch with uh, my emotional side since everything happened, but that was a moment that I know uh, an angel was looking down on him. And I know it was an easy touchdown. I know it was a, a one-yard run similar to the one Boston College, but 
Uh, it was just one of those moments that uh, I just won't take for granted. You know, my my quarterback, my my co-host, and my friend, man, my mom's favorite player. He went out there and got the job done on Saturday, and uh, he gave me the wristband after too. So I have it uh, sitting with my my mom, my mom. Well, I shouldn't say my mom's desk, but my grandma's desk, who I never got to meet, um, and it's with my mom's stuff. Uh, just to honor her, so not to get all sappy, but it was definitely a, a very special moment for me, and and even walking back to the car because I don't really live I don't live in DeKalb anymore, so just walking back down to the car, uh, just DeKalb wind just blowing, just wish that uh, I was able to come back home and and see my mom and give it to her, but I know she was definitely looking down uh, on the team and on us on Saturday, and it was. Uh, a very, very special moment. So all love for QB one and for my co-host and uh, look forward to uh, giving you guys one, if not two more great shows at fatties here at the end of the year. But yeah, um, no complaints on the, on the football front on Saturday. I know it wasn't the most beautiful game. It wasn't a a dominating performance, but at the end of the day, uh, like coach Hammock says, if you just find a way to have one more point, than the opponent, nothing else matters. And that's what they did out there on Saturday. Won the game by seven, and we're on to Central Michigan. Um, players of the game, offensively, I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go with uh, Grayson Barnes. So I know numbers-wise it wasn't his best day, but third – or three receptions, 44 yards, 14.7 yards of pop, and the 26-yarder that really, you know, the three plays that I really look at that that win us the game, right? The the Christian Nash rush on fourth down, the Grayson Barnes conversion on third and a fucking million, and then uh, the Gavin Williams 34-yard run, and then obviously Rocky to finish it off. So those four plays – in essence, win us the ball game. But I think the most important one and the toughest one to make was the Grayson Barnes play. And uh, just a great, great pass catcher. Don't know what, you know, receiver, tight end, he could probably do both. But great attitude, great head on his shoulders. And uh, someone that was recruited by Eastern Michigan and didn't take him. So in the biggest moment of the game, someone that the Eastern Michigan coaching staff had a chance uh, to go out there and get. They didn't get him. We got him. He makes the biggest play of the game, and that's why he's my offensive player of the game. And then on the defensive side of the ball, um, I'm going to go Esther and, and Devontae. Combo, we're going We're going with them both. Uh, they are just an electric duo to have up there on the defensive line. Uh, James with six total on the day and a sack and a one-and-a-half TFLs. And then Devontae, two total, uh, one sack, and then that interception to close out the game at the end of the game. Uh, some other players that played really well this week, though, shout out to Deron Gilbert and Jaden Dolphin, uh, leading the way with uh, eight and six total tackles. Like I said, Ray Thomas, Pete, I don't remember what game it was. He had like a 10-plus tackle game, but he had six again this week. The Birdman had five. Uh, Jashawn Prophet played phenomenal. Two pass breakups, three t- uh, three tackles, solo, and four total. It was just a great day for the defense. 
They continue to wow me week in and week out and just super proud of the unit that they've become. Uh, let me try and see if I can track and see uh, where they are now that all the games are played as far as team total defense. I won't have to go all the way down the line like I did to get us at 33 a few weeks ago, but uh, let's see. All right. Definitely not going to be towards the top for team offense, but team defense, baby. Here we are, and it's beautiful. I don't even have to scroll, and both my teams are in there. Let's go. All right. Uh, Penn State 1, Air Force 2, Michigan 3, Ohio State 4, Ohio 5, Georgia 6, Clemson 7, Rutgers 8, AM 9, Troy 10, My Fighting Irish 11, UCLA 12, uh, SMU 13, Utah 14, Alabama 15, Tennessee 16, South Alabama 17, Florida 18, Oregon 19, and coming in with the 20th best defense in college football our NIU Huskies. Just phenomenal, phenomenal work. Look forward to seeing them try to climb up uh, this rankings even higher. And if you will, uh, non-power five. So Air Force would be one non-power five. Ohio would be two. Troy would be three. Uh, SMU is, I think they're power five now. But no, they haven't joined the ACC yet. So SMU, they, they're a top seven non-power five defensive unit like come on now hats off to those guys uh, and then special teams too so i tweeted it this morning we have the best specialists in the country cannon woodle and tom foley are the best in my eyes i don't care i don't need to see any other kickers i don't need to see any other punters best specialists in the nation uh special teams did a great job tom foley had a 79 yard punt 79 yards literally is just insane i remember i remember up in the box as it was happening like the ball got a beautiful roll rolled all the way down it was an insane punt uh sometimes he outkicks his coverage because he just is an absolute missile for a leg and then cannon cannon woodle with the kicks again perfect on the day uh it was great talking to him and getting to know him uh, on the podcast last week and that was a great show uh, and he went out there and and did the damn thing again in tough weather, tough weather conditions, very windy, and uh, happy for him uh, to earn the starting job throughout the middle of the season and just happy for him to continue uh, to play well. So, like I said, offensively, uh, we're going to go Grayson Barnes. Defensively, uh, we're going to go with uh, Devontae O'Malley and uh, James Esther and just – Great performances in the in the clutch moments from guys like Gavin Williams, Jaden Dolphin, Deron Gilbert, uh, Rocky Lombardi with the game-winning touchdown. And, and Coach Hammock and Rocky have a very, very good dynamic. Um, if you go and watch the presser, it's all laughs, all smiles. There was a moment uh, in the presser where uh, <laughs> Rocky goes, we're just kids. And, and Coach goes, no, you a man. You a man, Rocky, because, you know, everyone else on the team is a little bit younger. But, yeah, it was uh, definitely one of the more uh, fun press weeks of the season. Yeah, Jaden Dolphin giving me props in the pregame and then just all laughs and all smiles in the postgame. Coach uh, uh, Athletic Director Frazier was in there. A couple kiddos were in there. I don't know whose kids they were, but it's just nice to see uh, just uh, 
happy Huskies again, right? Coach Hammock smiled down there on the sideline, happy players and happy family members after the game, happy fans, even though we're assholes and no one showed up to this game. Um, the students got to do better. I'm unfortunately not a student anymore, so I can't, I don't really have control over it, but uh, the team's winning football games, find a way to get to these games. Okay. It's ridiculous that we can't even fill half of our stadium and we're going out there and winning games week in and week out on a three game winning streak. So it's, it's disheartening to see. I know the weather wasn't great, but still, well, I take that back. The weather was great in the first half, second half got a little bit chilly, but uh, for middle of October, we have to do better, especially given the circumstances of us trying to find a way to get to a bowl game and to a conference championship. So with all that being said, uh, we will be back with you guys on Friday to break down the central Michigan game. And then Wednesday, uh, we'll be back with you guys to not this Wednesday, but next week on Wednesday. So, November 1st, uh, we'll be back to break down hopefully another Huskies win against Central Michigan. I don't know who we will have on the show uh, this week, but now with the absence of a Rocky Lombardi show once a week, maybe I'll try to get two interviews uh, this Friday at the press conference so we can still have a, uh, a couple different voices on the show each week. Uh, I will see uh, later on in the week, who I will have available and develop a plan to try and do that. But as always, um, appreciate you, whether it's your first episode listening or you've been with us for for the four or five years that we've done the show. Always appreciate the support. Um, appreciate seeing people out at games and saying hello, catching up with people, all that. So uh, love this team. Love where this team is headed. And we'll be back with you guys later on in the week. And as Mama would always say, Huskies by a thousand. They find a way to get this one. Maybe not by a thousand exactly, but 20 to 13 win. We're back to four and four. We'll be back with you guys later in the week. And go yeah. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. Start, I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. 12 put me over coming with the they took my heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away. Yeah. 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 Yeah.